when I look back on my childhood, I think about a couple of occasions, occasions that really had me to look at the word truthfulness. And I've shared before that um, when I was a little girl, I approached um, a family member of my father's and told her that my father was abusing my mother. Now, at the moment, I thought, you know, I felt good about myself because it felt so good to say the truth, to feel empowered, because when I originally said it while driving and um, she was driving us to her daycare center. And when I originally said it, you know, I, I guess I must have said it real low or maybe she didn't. She she wasn't sure that I said it or, wow, is this coming from a child? I don't know what what she was thinking, but she had me. She said, what did you just say? She asked me that. What did you just say? And I stood up taller in the seat and I said, you know, my my father was abusing our mother. And in that moment, you know, I just I felt confident. I felt empowered. I felt, you know, I felt good about myself, you know, and, and there's a Bible verse that says that, you know, gives us that the truth will set you free. And at that moment, you know, I, I, I felt free. I felt, wow, weight had been lifted off of me. And I was finally able to say, I guess, what I had been seeing as a child. Now, I do not remember those specific incidences where my father, um, you know, abused my mother, according to what she said, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. I mean, coming to her like with boxing gloves, you know, ready to to fight her and to hit her. And then the, the next moment or the next um, experiment experience I remember is sitting in the our, in the kitchen chair, my back facing the door, and my father's arms wailing and just the the fire that was coming from him, you know, seeing him in rage. And how I remember the words that I had no business telling someone what happened at home. And in the moment, I went inside thinking I had done something wrong. And I went inside and I came out saying, no, I thinking to myself, no, I was right. No one has the right to abuse someone. I remember believing and thinking that, you know, and uh, nevertheless, you know, I entered my own painful experience. And I think it was it was birthed out of, you know, part of this divine plan, you know, my curiosity, how I could see that, you know, my father wasn't ready to admit the truth, that it wasn't me, but yet still there was some doubt that entered me when I went inside. Seeds of doubt, because when it came to my own experience with pain, I withheld that information for a very long time until actually someone else brought it to, brought it out of, out of the darkness. You know, they shine light on what was going on in our situation. And even, you know, the courage to, to confirm, yes, it did happen, this dark secret. I was told that we were liars, you know, so that was another hit. And I was like, hold on. You know, I, I just remember hearing that word 
sitting with me, kind of pouncing around inside of me. And I didn't like it. And then actually I said there was two, there was another incident where um, the person had denied, had already denied his involvement in the situation. And one day outside while we were playing around, it was almost like it was slow motion. And he came over toward, before I knew it, he was in front of me and he turned around and said, it wasn't that bad. And in a moment's time, I knew, I said, he just admitted the truth without saying the exact words of what happened. And I guess, you know, you know how every experience, I believe, builds on the next one. And this, this life journey, we're in the school and we learn and we apply things that we learn. We apply the seeds of truth that are in our hearts and our minds. And coupled with, you know, someone that I, I love, my father, not sharing the truth with someone else that was family saying that I was a liar and someone else who did something and didn't want to admit to it and finally said something to it and later still says that he was not part of it. <laughs> um, I remember thinking, you know, I want to know the truth. And I prayed to God that I wanted to seek the truth. And it was all part of this these series of events, you know, getting the Bible, um, getting a copy of the Lord's Prayer on a bookmark, you know, and learning that within 15 minutes and then learning about the life of Jesus. And just wanting to be aligned with this power that I felt that I knew that loved me and wanted to be aligned with the universe, wanting to be aligned with truth, asking to be aligned with the universe, praying to see the truth, to seek the truth. And, you know, mantras that came out of that. Well, you don't know I'm sharing with you, but mantras that came out of that in say what you mean and mean what you say. Now, does that mean that every single thing I have held to that I've said? No, it's something that I aim for. You know, as a person, as a spirit, wrapped in as a spirit covered with my dressing for this earthly journey, my nose, the color of my skin, all of this is background, the, the, the family that I'm part of, but trying to, 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 to speak the truth, to seek the truth, to be the truth, to embody truth, to express truth is a journey. And the aim is to really say what I mean and mean what I say to really remind not only myself, but others, my children and others around me of who we are, the essence at the core of who we are, that the tr we are the truth. We are the image, made in the image of truth and light. And so I've been sharing with you over the past uh, year, it, it's, um, it, it's actually been over a year now because we've kind of went back with my children about these virtues, I printed out over a year ago, uh, 52, a list of 52 virtues. I had got the idea when I was actually going to church in Ohio and it was going to be part of the Sunday school lesson. Well, that kind of fell through because we ended up moving. <laughs> we, we ended up, there were some things that happened and, and part of it was we ended up moving to Oregon. And so doing the shutdown was a great time and, and homeschooling our children was a great time to really bring up these virtues. And we've been talking about over, I mean, a few weeks, I have like three dates, 
But we've been talking about truthfulness. You know, we've been going in alphabetical order and we've been talking about truthfulness. And the definition, as you know, is being honest in your words and actions. You don't tell lies even to defend yourself, even to make yourself look good. You know, we see that a lot in the world. We we say things and, and we'll, we'll read about someone that said something or they'll say, oh, I just said it just to say it. It just sounded good. You know, and you're just like, ah. Um, but how often do we do that? You know, we tell our children that we're going to do something for them. And then we say, well, I'm not in the mood to do it. I really don't want to do it. You know, something else deters us from something that we said we're going to do. And I remember reading, I think it's Florence Shin, the first time I saw that or another book where I said, your word is law. You know, God says he doesn't change his mind like humans. And in throughout the Bible, it tells us that we are to be, it shares with us that we are to be like our creator. You know, we were made in his image. We have the ability within us to speak the truth. Truthfulness means don't listen to gossip or prejudice. You know, there's so many rumors <laughs> that are going around, you know, that, you know, have landed people, you know, un untrue statements have landed people in jail, have landed people in the grave, you know, because we often are protecting our own image that we that we end up destroying someone else's, right? We're projecting our pain, our our inability, our um, our frustration, our denial, our guilt, our shame. We're projecting that through, you know, saying something that is untrue through the words. Um, truthfulness. Don't try to be more than who you are to impress others. I mean, you talk about our chronic and acute diseases. You know, that emotional undertone of guilt, of shame, of depression, inner, you know, sadness towards ourselves, anger, violence, rage. We wonder where all these conditions, including rare conditions, come from. And it is the underlying neurological biochemistry of our body that that basically um, expresses our emotions through our physical conditions. You know, Louise Hay talked about it in, in You Can Heal Your Life. She she talked about it in offering suggestions as to how you can overcome certain physical conditions. We hear it through, I mean, uh, Smith Wigglesworth. We hear it through, we've heard it through um, James Allen. You know, we, we've heard it through so many different um, writers, uh, teachers, um, spiritual leaders about the power of our words and our thoughts. You know, we are ourselves. We try to be our true selves. We're not trying to impress others by working all day, working all night. Um, we have insomnia that's affecting millions, diabetes, stress. It's an inflammatory condition. It's more than just what you eat because often when we're stressed, we, we do overeat, but it's, 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 it's also to a combination of other things that we do when we are not paying attention to our health, when we're lacking discernment and what we should eat, what we should be around. You know, we, we have so many issues that are going on and often it's because why we're not being true to ourselves because we, we have the message that the truth will set us free. If we really sit down and ask ourselves, should I be eating this? Should I be doing this? Should I be smoking this? Should I be drinking this? Should I be sitting down and not exercising? If we really ask ourselves the statements, 
We seek the truth because Matthew 7, 7 tells us if we ask, we, we will receive, we will get. If we knock, the door will be answered. If we seek, we shall find it. The truth is available to everyone, every single one. You don't have to be a certain way um, or, or, or look a certain way or be in your 70s to have wisdom. It is there for anybody young and old who seeks it. It shall be found. It is within you. You have access to it. And that's why we try to impress on our children because it's so easy as children, you know, say, no, mom, I didn't do that. And they did it, but they don't want to get in trouble. And it's about cultivating that relationship so that our children feel comfortable, not only telling us about stuff that they experienced that other people have done, done are projected their pain on them, but also what they did. Did you just call your sister outside her name? Did you just touch her? Did you just hit her? Did you just kick her? Yes, mom. Let's talk about that. You know, because often it's about punishment, you know, beat, 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 hit, 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 whoop, whoop, whoop. But are we getting to the root of that? You know, and, and someone had said before that, you know, if we, if we as parents continue to address situations with, you know, whoopings and no discussion, no conversation, you know, and then you wonder how come people, the first thing they want to do is they want to hit, right? If somebody does something to them, they want to hit, they want to shoot, you know, they want to express their anger in violence forms in violent forms and hitting versus really having the conversation and saying, you know what? I, I felt like you did this to me. I did it because I was hurting. I did it because she did it. You know, does it make it right? Are we doing things that are helpful versus harmful? You know, even in marriages, you know, truth, telling the truth, speaking the truth before we actually commit what it is that we're doing. You know, I'm not happy. I wish you could do this. Let's have a conversation. You know, are we having those conversations at home with our children so that they can respond to events in a more positive helpful, nonviolent way. And so we create a generational love cycle. And I've talked about this by, by changing the thoughts that created the cycle of pain in the first place. You know, we talk about depression, pain, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, headaches, um, heart disease, cancer, you know, all of these conditions that we see, they have thoughts behind them that we're unworthy, that we deserve stuff, that we shall feel bad because somebody else is going through something and we need to go through it too. Uh, or we hold on to regret and we're so blinded that we can't see that our child is, is being hurt or, or going through an abusive um, situation. Or maybe they're saying things that are very harmful and almost violent on the lines of violence that we we are we are neglecting we're not watching that we're not careful we're not observant we're not present truthfulness allows us to be present truthfulness sets the chains um free that we're not binded by impressing others we're not binded by a tradition that doesn't work to embrace change, embrace the diversity. You know, we have the problem with diversity in the first place because of the thoughts that created this divisiveness, you know? So truth, believing, understanding, spirituality, that we're here for divine missions with divine gifts, 
for a divine purpose. We are here as parents to leave a legacy more than just financial, but one that is worth fighting for and often that is character. That we have a lot of people that have a lot of money that are rich, but are, are dying on the inside. Dying on the inside because of the lack of character, the lack of truth in their lives, expressing the truth. We do it at one person at a time by breaking the cycle, by acknowledging what's going on and by seeking within us, spending time daily within us and really posing those questions, those things that you grew up with, those thoughts, those behaviors that you question about. Put the question out there. The truth is there. You know the truth. And it takes a lot of courage, a lot of determination, a lot of perseverance, a lot of faith and trust to believe in something far greater than our traditions, than our socializations, than our mother, our father, our uncles, our, our aunts, our grandparents, the history of America. It takes something far greater to believe to embrace, to express truth. Truth is love. This is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. You can find me on Fulfill Your Divine Purpose. I do have a Facebook group that I will pop in. I do a heart-to-heart talk conversation periodically. And I also um, just send out inspirational thoughts throughout the week. I hope you and yours are well, and I hope that you really will think about the word truthfulness and assess where, where, you know, where that needs to be strengthened in your life. I mean, we're always, we're growing, you know, as I even talk, I'm thinking about my life and I'm thinking about your life and I'm thinking if we can just come together and do individual assessments and we can really seek what is the truth and how to express it in such a way that it edifies, that it builds instead of destroy, um, we can make this world a better place. Take care.